Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. I am thrilled to be coming to you from Vermont, the backwoods of Lincoln, Vermont, uh, on the edge of the National Forest here in the Green Mountains, and uh, it's going to be the last time I'm here for a while. I am heading to Satnam Fest tomorrow in the Berkshires of Western, uh, in Massachusetts, Lenox, Massachusetts. And I'm going to go to the Satnam Fest, which is a big Kundalini Yoga Festival. Be attending with a bunch of friends. We're going to get our Kundalini Yoga on. And that'll be wonderful. If you're there, look for me. Come say hi. Give me a hug. And today I'm excited. I have some wonderful guests. And I'm going to tell you about them and introduce you in just a moment. But let's start, as we always do, with a blessing. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart as we take a breath of gratitude together. So grateful and thankful to transcend time and space to join together by means of this technology. So grateful to open our hearts, open our minds to the fullness of love. We're partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self. And we are welcoming insight, encouragement, and freedom. We are grateful to open our minds to the truth. We are grateful to come together for a healing purpose, for transformation. And we are sharing our healing and transformation with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. So today we're talking about spiritual transformation, spiritual healing. And last week I was talking about spiritual counseling and A Course in Miracles. And this week I brought with me three wonderful counselors who I've been working with for a few years now. We've been collaborating together and it's very powerful and lovely. And I, I, I'd like to get this, uh, take this opportunity for them to share some insights and things that they have learned applying A Course in Miracles uh, and moving into being a spiritual counselor themselves because they've certainly got a lot that they have learned and that they can share with us that is inspiring, deeply, deeply inspiring. So I'm going to welcome uh, these three wonderful women. Uh, the first one is Linda Soto. Uh, Linda Soto has been uh, a part of the Power of Love Ministry and the Masterful Living Finding Freedom community for a number of years now. And she is a certified spiritual counselor and she is rocking it. And she's a part of the, the staff here at Power of Love Ministry. Welcome, Linda. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank yeah. You. 
Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, I'm going to introduce each one and just ask a question of each one so you can get to know a little bit, hear their voices and distinguish their voices. So Linda, I'm going to ask you first, and you can see I've pre-planned this down to every word. No, I haven't never do because uh, I like to listen to spirit and not let my plants get in the way but Linda just asking spirit here what is the first question to ask you so you started in classes with me in 2014 2013 I took 2013 okay there you go so you took finding freedom in 2013 now what were your career aspirations then, six years ago? What were they? Well, at the time, I was working at um, a holistic health clinic, uh, which I loved, and uh, really thought that I was just going to uh, take these courses to um, help clear my mind and improve my experience in this life. So I didn't really have any aspirations about becoming a counselor. Although I've had many people tell me that, you know, I gave really good advice and <laughs> a lot of people would come to me for asking questions and stuff. Um, but I took uh, Master for Living then in 2014 and about two thirds of the way through that, um, I got a big nudge from Spirit to quit the job that I was doing, which I loved. Um, so I was really unclear about why I was quitting, but I did, um, and then got this download of what I was supposed to be doing in this life, which is uh, counseling is a big part of that. Um, so I coach folks life coaching and, um, and spiritual counseling now, and I love it. I love being able to help people with what I've learned uh, through my own life's experiences. Yeah, and you, your Course in Miracles study group is very popular. People talk yeah. about it with me all the time. I love it. it. It's one of my best, I like, it's one of the best parts of my entire week is getting together with those folks in the study group. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. All right. And that's a virtual study group, just so people know. And, um, and, We'll, we'll get to some resources later. So next person I'm going to introduce is Lori Gifford, who's also a certified spiritual counselor at the Power of Love Ministry. And like Linda, uh, Lori, I've known Lori for a number of years now. And Lori, welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. And so when you started, what year was that? I started about five years ago, so that would be 2014. 2014. So at that time, what were you doing for work and how are you feeling about it? Did you see yourself becoming a spiritual counselor then? I actually didn't. I was at the time doing massage full time and on the side, I was giving psychic readings. I've been doing that for over 30 years. And I had reached a real dead end in my life. And I started listening to this podcast, actually. <laughs> and 
that led me to the Masterful Living community. And after being in the Masterful Living community for a little over a year, you started talking about the spiritual counseling training intensive. And at the time, I thought that would be a fun week to go to, but I don't have the money. Uh, I don't know if I'm meant to go. Uh, I can't get the time off work. And next week when I listened to the podcast, you said, guess what? I'm going to be doing it in Boone, North Carolina, which was five hours away from my home. <laughs> so I took that as a sign. And I asked my boss and she said, go, which was kind of unheard of. And I went for the week. And at the end of the week, you offered the opportunity to take the certification. And I got this giant yes. And again, So I got the giant yes at the end of the week to take the certification and decided to do it. And within eight months, I had it completely paid off. Spirit supplied the abundance. My clients started increasing. And now I have transitioned out out of massage, which was my dream to transition out of that and to do more psychic readings. And now I'm full time doing that and also doing the spiritual counseling, which I love. It changed my life. Beautiful. And has your intuition increased? Yes. And I didn't even think that was possible. Yes. Wow. That's cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for that, Lori. I appreciate that. I, I'm going to interject here before I invite Angela in. To uh, I've got my Course in Miracles manual for teachers here. And uh, it, in Chapter 1 of the manual for teachers, Who Are God's Teachers? That's the name of Chapter 1. It says, a teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests apart from someone else's. So sometimes we think this idea of who am I? Who am I to be a spiritual counselor? Who am I to be a teacher of God? Who am I? Well, as I talked about last week, our, our pupils are assigned to us. So we don't even have to think about that. We really, really don't. And we can just answer the call. We've all gotten the call. And Spirit will arrange for us the perfect place for us to shine our gifts and talents. That certainly happened for me. It was a major deal for me to, to say, you know what? I'd like to do this. Okay, I don't feel worthy. Okay, I don't feel confident. Okay, I don't feel qualified. I'd like to answer this call. And so what I, I learned, and Michael Backwith actually said it, and that helped me. He said, God does not call those who are qualified. God calls those, God qualifies those who answer the call. 
God qualifies you once you answered the call. And then he said, and everyone is called. So that's the thing is we just decide we're going to answer the call. We're going to answer it in different ways. One person would be just a, a more conscious grandmother. Another person would be a more conscious kindergarten teacher. Everybody's got a different answer to the call. Here we are. We're four spiritual counselors. We're all doing it differently. But, uh, and, and uniquely, people are drawn to each one of us because their, that assignment for however long it is, is, is operating and people know it. They know, they know when they feel it in their heart, just like you did, Lori and Linda, you quit your job. So I, I, I'm going to say a warning out here. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job because some people, they just start to do a whole lot better job where they are because they're in the perfect job for them already. I really was in the perfect job for me already. I was already doing this, but I was struggling doing it when I finally realized, okay, I'm just going to put spirit in charge. Angela. So Angela Potsmandaha, I've known her since before she had her married name. And um, was that 2012 or 2013, Angela? 2013. 13, I took Masterful Living, yeah. Okay. And so when you first took Masterful Living, you were living in Africa uh, and a very different life than you have now because now you're married, you have a child, and so your life has really changed. And you were teaching then, mm-hmm. um, and now you're, you're spiritual counseling and your spiritual teaching. And yoga, you, you've become a yoga teacher also in the time that uh, I've known you. So when you first started Masterful Living, did you have any thoughts about becoming a spiritual counselor or teaching spiritual classes? There's your daughter, Justine. Justine, making an entrance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I knew about spiritual counseling when I first joined. I think I may have visualized myself as a life coach, as a dream job, um, and been more like, let's say, goal-focused or achievement-driven. That's kind of where I also evolved from. Um, and the, the kind of funny story for me was I, I stayed in education, and I was an English teacher, and so I was training students to be ready for college, so international students to be college-ready. And I would find a way to make my class about life and about their feelings and about, so I was kind of like quasi sneaking it in because I loved to meet people at that place. So, and then the the cool thing for me was once I started feeling like I was growing out of my position actually and feeling ready and called to spiritual counseling, I was dreading my work. I was feeling really bored. And I felt guilty about that. And I remember using one of your tools, Jennifer, when I was really feeling funky, I would do the deep desire of my heart. So I'd write a full page of the deep desire of my heart. What, what is it I'd like in my career experience? So I would just rev it up and I'd write a bunch of them and then I'd get back to my work. Um, So it kind of gave me the ability to get through my day would be, I'm going to create something better. I can do it. I have the tools now. And then what happened was, the business I worked for announced they were closing down. 
And that was in, uh, let's say it was in April. And then that same May, I went to the spiritual counseling. It was like my big yes. It was like, look, you don't even have to quit your job. Well, not like we'll close the business down, but that's exactly what happened. And then the pathway was wide open and I felt a huge yes. And I felt it was the tipping point of my whole shift of my career. But it's such a fun story because I thought, oh dear, my coworkers were distraught. And I was like secretly like, yes, it's happening. You know, so I kept that contained, but that's kind of, eventually that's what ended up happening. That's what happened for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So uh, I, I, I can say, and I may have mentioned it somewhere in the 400 some episodes we've done so far of the podcast uh, that I used to feel, how am I ever going to do this? I, I had such a big vision that I had I'd gotten from spirit of this ministry and the many spiritual teachers and counselors who would be a part of it. And I, I, I used to sometimes feel so overwhelmed with trying to figure out how to do everything by myself, send emails, fix web pages, do the classes, do tech support, all these different aspects. It was completely overwhelming to me. And then I realized, of course, the error of my ways was that I didn't put spirit really in charge. So I got the vision from spirit, but I was still managing and coping with the details. And I was doing things that were not mine to do because I just thought I had to do everything. So getting out of that was very helpful to me. And what I would like to support people in, in my objective in having you on the podcast and talking about this is, I think there are a lot of people out there who are like us. They can feel that they're called to a spiritual profession or a more spiritual expression of their profession. Like we, we know people in uh, the certification, the counseling certification program that, uh, Power of Love Ministry has that that we're running, who they've been therapists for decades. We know people who've been ministers for decades. We've got people who are highly skilled, highly talented professionals, and still they felt called to do the spiritual counseling work to deepen their skills, to open their mind and their heart. And for me, one of the most important things I'd like to convey, I said it last week, and I'm just going to be redundant and say it again here because it's so, to me, I feel the impetus for doing these episodes is there are a lot of people who learn spirituality from books and classes, and they apply it to whatever their best degree is. But when you sit with people as a spiritual counselor, and you sit with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110 or more people. And, and the requirement in our certification program is the requirement is 111 sessions. So that by the time you finish that certification, you do feel confident. You do feel qualified because you have learned so much from your clients. You really learn how to apply A Course in Miracles in this spiritual counseling setting and that transforms your life as and you can really help your clients and 
it, it makes you a better speaker, a better teacher. It's, oh, it's so completely improved everything that I offer. And I feel so confident and qualified now because I am right there with spirit. I am not trying to do these things on my own anymore. And that's one of the main things I'd like to share with people because I know there are a lot of talented Reiki people and acupuncturists and homeopaths and all kinds of people who listen to this radio show and they're thinking, how am I going to build my business? How am I going to be more successful? How am I ever going to support myself? I'm still working this other day job. I go of things with ministers sometimes and they'll say what's your day job and i'm like i have a 365 24 7 job i work for god it's 100 percent of the time and sometimes i'm doing admin for the ministry sometimes i'm writing for the ministry sometimes i'm teaching for the ministry counseling i'm doing all these different things but i have one job i work for god incorporated and that's what i wish for the people who feel called for that. So what I would like to do is see if we can give people some tips about how to hold this spiritual career in their mind so that they can have the courage to answer the call that they are feeling. So we have just a couple minutes here before the break. How did you know you were really feeling called and it wasn't a fantasy? Who can answer that question? How did you know you were really being called and it wasn't just a fantasy? Lena. So I knew I was being called because kind of like Angela, not that the company closed down, but the person that I was working for stopped paying me. Right. And uh, twice, it happened twice in one year. And and the first time I just prayed for her to catch up on paying me so that I could stay working there. Because like I said, I love that job. But the second time it happened, I'm I'm like, okay, I don't want to wait for a Mack truck to hit me before I get this message. I'm supposed to stop working here. But at that time, I still had no idea that that's what I was called to do until I put my two week notice in and I put my resume together, not having any clue what I was going to do next. And then it was just like in meditation, I just got this stream of here's the tools that you've been using to deal with your life. You need to teach people these tools. So that's how I knew at that moment that that's what I was supposed to be doing. There was absolutely no question in my mind. Now, did that prospect frighten you? Oh, yes. Scared the bejesus out of me, absolutely. (laughs) And why? Why was it frightening to you? Well, because I did not have any kind of um, training uh, as a counselor. I just knew what I knew from my own spiritual studies and just from being kind of intuitive in my life and talking to people. And like I said, people used to come to me for advice. Um, so, and I felt like, you know, my life, there were so many things that were so messed up in my life that how could I possibly be a counselor to others? So yeah, that's really what it was all about. I just didn't feel qualified to do it. All right. I'm going to ask you when we come back from the break, how did that shift and change for each and every one of you? So uh, as we're going to a break, I just like to say, 
if you feel qualified, if you don't feel qualified, spirit will qualify you. This I know. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right, we're back and we're talking about making a transition into a spiritual career and really saying yes to answering the call to be a teacher of God. And my guests today are Angela Potsmandaha, Linda Soto, and Laurie Gifford, three beautiful people that I have the privilege of working with in the Power of Love ministry. They're all certified counselors through my counseling program. And it's their their call and my own experience of stumbling and feeling like it was so difficult to feel confident and qualified. This is what Spirit showed me. Why don't you help other people do what you've done? Because you can make it so much easier for them. And so there are a lot of requirements to the program. It's not uh, it's not a walk in the park. It's not just taking a lot of tests and answering, memorizing. There's none of that. It's really, you have to do the deep inner work in this course. You really do. Otherwise, you cannot effectively counsel people in A Course in Miracles. So all three of you have shared that when you began this, you didn't feel confident. You felt frightened. You felt that you were like not prepared. And so you decided to go on this journey and to prepare yourself. And what are some of the ways that when you first started counseling, because I do as part of the requirement process, you have to do 111 sessions. So as you started uh, meeting that requirement, first started sitting with clients, uh, I, I know I, I used to feel, I talked about it last week, I used to be sitting there going, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. So how did you make that transition in your mind, in your heart, to authentically now you feel qualified. Any, any thoughts about that, Lori? Yes. I had come from such a strong background of advising and fixing people mm. that, yeah, that after I had a session with them, whether it was massage or whether it was giving a reading or whether it was life coaching, because I did life coaching, I would feel exhausted and I would feel tired. And as it ties into a course, I was judging them. That's why I was trying to fix them. That's why I was trying to advise them. And what I learned through getting certified through the Power of Love Ministry and mentoring with you, Jennifer, was that it's not about that. It's about truly, deeply listening and getting to view 
and have that experience of loving our brother and our sister, loving that Christ light in the person that's sitting across from us. And we didn't need to do anything. And as soon as I got that, I was like, yes, oh my gosh, I can relax into this. And I love doing this. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah, we have to get out of our heads and into our hearts. And most of us, our life training does not teach us how to do that. If only, if only it did. Yeah. What about you, Angela? What was your journey like? Did you feel afraid? And how did you deal with that fear? As I described, it was kind of an exciting entry point. Like I felt really propelled. Um, So I went with it. There was momentum. It felt momentous. It felt positive. It felt joyful. So I was following that. And I would have to say that once we, I did the training and then began doing the sessions, things did show up like people not wishing to provide a donation or people really not upholding their end of the agreement. So me then coming to that point of like, oh dear, here's my dysfunction. I don't know how to do this. And, um, and then having some nervous points where it felt like my dysfunction was showing up in my clients. And what helped me was I was having a lot of the practice sessions we got to do with each other. And that was the beginning point was to begin practicing with each other, building our confidence in this community where we had a beautiful bond from the training. And then, you know, I was saying to people, like I would have three counseling sessions in a week and it felt like three spiritual emotional massages i felt like i was in the best shape of my emotional life and so as these things were coming up i had people all around me supporting me through those bumpy beginnings for me where i was nervous when i saw my dysfunction let's say i was labeling that when i just saw my healing coming through me via my clients being reflected to me i had so much support to work through it um, so that now those things don't happen. They've been healed. So that was, that's something I think very important for, from my journey. I'm so glad you brought that up, Angela, because one of the main things that I talk about in the training is that all of us, myself included, in the beginning, we think, well, who am I? Who am I to be advising people on relationship when I still have relationship issues? Who am I to be supporting someone in healing their body when I have body issues? Who am I to be counseling someone about abundance when I have abundance issues? But that's the thing that is guaranteed to happen to every spiritual counselor, every teacher, everywhere, is spirit is going to send you the very people that have your issues to help you address them. So that that is an actual, that's 
built into the system. I know that now. That is carved in stone in the system. That you will be sent the people who have your precise issues and just so you can actually deal with them. Because when one is lifted, all are lifted. So that is a guarantee. So we have to, instead of fearing that, we have to welcome that. This is one of the key things you all know that I share in Masterful Living all the time. When you're triggered, this means that right now, in this very moment, you have the strength, you have the mental and emotional fitness to deal with this and heal it forever. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. Don't push it off for another day. Grab it and say, Holy Spirit, let's do this. Let's heal this monkey right here, right now. I'm in. You have what it takes. I have what it takes. We're doing it together. I'm, I'm, I have the all that's required, which is my willingness. The healing is happening. It's happening now. Let's do it. So anything you'd like to share about any of that? Linda? Yeah, another thing that um, popped into my mind is that um, I would, like you said, the people that I was counseling were people that had the same issues that I was having. And I was able to use those um, challenges that I was going through uh, to convey them to the people that I was counseling and they were helped so much by my example of what I was dealing with it was like oh I'm so glad you're telling me this because I thought I was the only one going through this and I know from doing the counseling for these years now that that's absolutely not the case that not a single one of us is not going through something that is similar to what everybody else is going through. And so just, just that um, demonstration of our oneness was so powerful for me. And I know that I heard so many times from my clients that it was so powerful for them as well. And that just made me thrilled, happy as beyond. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. It, it's, uh, it's a remarkable thing that we discover when we're doing this work. And I appreciate, too, what Angela shared about because many of the folks in the program, they look to the other counselors to do sessions with. It's the perfect practice. Everybody needs people to practice with. And that you get to be the client for somebody else. So you get to work on your own stuff far more deeply. Uh, I'm curious. I'm I'm going to ask you, how many counseling sessions do you think you've had over the last few years because of being in the counseling program? What do you think? I'm just curious, each of you. I would say for me, it's probably been over 250. Yeah. So that over the course of a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So you're doing one to two sessions a week, something like that, or sometimes three week, three in a week. Yeah. What about you other ladies? I would say for me, it just weaves into everything I do, whether it's a conversation with a family member, whether it's... Mm -hmm my readings that I'm giving, whether it's um, just an interaction with somebody, the whole way that I 
am listening and asking questions has shifted because of this because of this program you know i the other day i was talking to my sister-in-law and something came up in me and i just said you know what i'm going to get off the phone for a minute i just want to work through it a little bit i totally understand where you're coming from can i call you right back and she was like yep and within 10 minutes i called her back and we had this beautiful conversation where before I would have shut down, I would have made it about me and how it was inconveniencing me and upsetting me. But I gave myself that space and I counseled myself through it. And then I called her back. Yay. Yay. I, I, hey, me too. Me too. The, the power of the time out. Yes, absolutely. Did you want to share something, Angela? Well, I'm thinking of like the sessions I received feels like hundreds. The ones I've given feels like double, triple that. And then when Lori shared that, it's like the way I'm able to now counsel myself. That's another thousands. <laughs> that's all the time. So yeah, definitely. I would say I was thinking that when you sign, when you go toward this, you are ramping up your healing. You are doing lightning speed fast track, you know, it, it's, for me, it's been so powerful. That's it. Me too. So for me, when I started sitting with clients, I did not feel confident or qualified, but I was very, very willing. And I had a desire to practice being uh, non-judgmental and having compassion, true compassion. I really knew that to heal my mind, I needed to see everybody in my life as perfect. So people coming to me and whining and complaining, not everybody, but some people are just whining and complaining. That's their approach. That was my approach. So I attracted people who are whiners and complainers because that was me. And uh, now I have great compassion for people who are in that mode. And I love to see them shift out of it super fast. And, and they can, they can. And partly why they can is because we know they can. And so we're not holding that they have a real problem or a big problem. Uh, we know that there's uh, just the, the infinite power of love helping them. And so there's no opposition really, except in their own thoughts, and those can dissolve in a, in a, a moment. So being able to have that, that awareness and apply it, it's in the practical application of it that our minds are healed. Course in Miracles is so clear about how our brothers and sisters are our salvation. And I have seen that as a counselor, truly, because counseling people who were deep in the muck and the mire of their own thinking it absolutely, there were many times I would be finished with a session and I would fall to my knees and weep, just literally just sob. So, so grateful that I could be there for somebody else and not judge them. That I could just, in their dark, dark nights of the soul, I could sit with them and just hold them and know the truth that they were going, traveling right through that dark night. It was ending it was not going to last. And that healed my own heart and mind about what was possible for me. There's no question of that. I have lived this teaching in A Course in Miracles. And that's the only way to know that it's true is to actually live it. And so I, I really appreciate that what you're saying is 
part of this program, having the hundreds of sessions, 111 required, you're doing two or three times that with your classmates. So people think that, oh, this is going to take a lot of time. And there's no question that it, it is an investment of time and energy. But you get to save time. I would love if you could share how have you been saving time? How do you see yourself saving time practically in your life? Lori. I know that for me, when things would go on and upset me before this training, I would call like 10 people to tell them my story or I would have oh, to yeah. find someone. Absolutely. And now when something happens, my first thought is to go through and ask myself and get a little more introspective, offer it up to spirit, say a prayer. It was that constant reminder of holding space for someone else and then offering, you know, inviting them to use some tools that organically came up. And also afterwards looking at my own self-evaluation from the session that I did that taught me to be a little more introspective before just reaching out for support. I reached inward for support. Saves a lot of time. Saves a lot of anguish and heartache. I used to do exactly the same thing, Laurie. I would go, I would make, I would just go through the list of my dearest friends and catch them all up on my misery, my drama, and how I was holding it in my mind. And in the process, I would energize a lot of negativity. Yeah, that's, yeah. So we get that time back. That's the thing is, uh, this is a time saver. Spiritual practice is always a time saver. What, what about the, the other two? How do you see yourself see, saving time by uh, adding this to your life? Well, I would say that um, while holding a non-judgmental space for others as a counselor, I've learned to do that for myself and having a new baby, um, I can hear spirit's guidance like she could hurt herself. And then, but I'm still washing the dishes. I'm almost done, you know, or something. And she hurts herself. And then I, I don't judge myself for these moments where I even might have known or had intuitive hit about it. And by not judging myself, I just feel like I'm forgiving myself. I'm comforting her. And I'm not creating some big issue that I may need a counseling session for. I just zapped it by not judging myself and affirming that I heard spirit. And so it's just not staying in suffering means we're on to the next thing because she, she's on to the next thing. As soon as she's expressed herself, she's like, let's play. So I feel like I'm getting more joy is joyous time with her but it just what it what it is for me is we're on to the next thing we're we're moving forward we're moving toward things we'd like to do we're not <laughs> suffering we're recycling re-traumatizing oh yes exactly that re-traumatization of going over it and over it with multiple people and 
journaling about it extensively. I used to do all those things. And I, now I just say, nobody got time for that. Um, I, I got spirit where spirit's guiding me. It's happening. And I'll just say too, that one of the things I'm still learning to do is that sense of spirit says, um, you know, that could break, that could fall over, that could not go well. To I, I'm really learning to say things like, all is well, everything is blessed, and is there something for me to do now to really get on top of those little nudges because so much inspiration is flowing for all of us all the time. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Linda? How do you see yourself saving time? Well, the the immediate thing that popped in my head was my story about the hot water tank. <laughs> I mean, because I could. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, you know, I could have spent days trying to figure out how that was going to happen, but. Uh, you know, basically our hot water tank went. It was at a time that we didn't have a lot of money because we had a lot of medical bills. And I didn't really have time to think about it because I was super busy and I had something going on the very next morning and it happened late at night, the night before. And um, so I just like gave it up to God. I'm like, God, you take care of it because I have no idea how this is going to work out. And um, I was trying to figure out our finances to see if we could get a loan for the hot water tank. And a friend calls me and says, what are you doing? And I'm explaining it to her. And she says, well, you know what? I bought a hot water tank about three or four months ago. And a friend of mine was going to put it in, but he couldn't get to it for a couple months. And then we realized it was the wrong kind of hot water tank. And so I have this brand new hot water tank sitting on my porch. I'm just going to call him up and have him deliver it to your house. And I'm not going to charge you anything for it. So I mean, that saved me time and money. That was just, I would never have been able to figure that one out. Never. Spirit and didn't the guy install it for you too? Yeah, for free. For free. Yeah. He drove almost two hours back and forth to my house to install it for free. Amazing. That's it. People often think, oh, spiritual practice, I don't have time. You don't have I can't think of how to say it. You have to make time for it because otherwise that same time that you would take to say that prayer, to have that counseling session, you're going to invest a hundred times that much time and energy and money or the equivalents in managing and coping with the beliefs that created the issue in the first place. So that's why I'm such a proponent of Let's heal it now. Let's now, now, now. Now is the time. Now is our time. So believe it or not, we're coming to the end of our time, speaking of time here. And do you have something else that you feel would really be encouraging to someone who is feeling unqualified, uncertain, uh, but they're feeling the call, they're feeling the nudge? What, what meaningful thing happened for you that maybe you could share with them to help them have the courage to just say yes 
uh, like Linda, you quit your job uh, and you, you, Spirit gave you a really good reason to quit your job. You know, you're not getting paid uh, multiple times. Well, okay, enough of that. If I'm not going to get paid, I'm not going to work. That's understandable. Uh, still, you, you could have hung in there for another six months, another year, having the same kind of experience. So not that it has to come from that experience, but what, what kinds of things would you share? Last little bits here. Well, I would say, um, first of all, uh, I had to completely get rid of how I thought it was going to happen because I quit my job. I started my own business in January and uh, four months later, my father passed away and I ended up being a uh, primary caregiver for my mother. So it was like, really? <laughs> so I had to give up that, the whole idea that, um, you know, that I had of how it was going to unfold and just really trust that spirit had it and that it was going to happen in, in God's timing and that God was going to have my back in the meantime. And um, just working through it with um, the other spiritual counselors and the rest of um, the Power of Love ministry community um, helped me to let go of all of the attachments that I had to what it was supposed to look like, how it was supposed to unfold. Beautiful. Any quick final thought? Anytime that I just said yes and had a little willingness and showed up, amazing things showed up throughout this whole process. So it really just goes back to that, the willingness and just saying yes and showing up and the rest will be taken care of. So true. So true. Angela? Yeah, I was just going to say, if it's in your heart, um, your life, you may not even like be able to comprehend how your life will feel because if it's in your heart, it's for you. And life, it gets really good when you follow those things. Yeah, beautifully said. Oh, I could talk with you for a long time about this. Such a beautiful topic. And we do have a donation-based counseling for the counselors who are in training at jenniferhadley.com. You can go there and look that up. And it's time for us to pray. So we're grateful and thankful right here and right now. So grateful and thankful to say yes to our healing. Yes to having the courage and the strength. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah!